Hey everybody, welcome to the Bloody Awesome Movie Podcast spoiler episode for Free Guy. That's right, folks, this is the spoiler episode, so if you haven't seen Free Guy yet, don't listen until you see the movie, because we're going to talk about everything, and if you don't know who we are, well, I am John Burke, all the way over here in the States, and across the pond is the Kingsman to my statesman, Matt Hudson from whatiwatchtonight.co.uk. Matt, you ready to spoil the crap out of Free Guy? I'm ready to spoil the crap out of Free Guy. Let's do it. Could not be more American. So, folks, you've been <laughs> warned. Here come the spoilers. Um, Free Guy, biggest spoiler of all. We didn't talk about this. We hinted at a surprise superstar yes. in this movie. And there's actually a few, to be fair. There's some cameos. But one was really out of nowhere who has a major scene. I wouldn't say he's a major character, but he has a major scene. And that's Channing Tatum, who has been kind of... <laughs> Uh, temporarily retired is my understanding. He kind of took a break sabbatical, um, yeah, for making movies. So he shows up in this movie having a blast doing what Channing Tatum does so well, which is humor. I don't think the guy gets enough credit for his comedy. That's he's so fun. almost as well, isn't he? He's just, he yes, he's, he kind of plays fun. on his persona. Yeah, he's yeah, having man. so much fun in this. Um, he's playing an avatar in the in the city, and we get to meet the real life person who is the avatar. Um, who is, I think is like the Mountain Dew gaming guy or something like he's or the Xbox gaming guy. He's on a commercial or something. I think. Yeah, yeah, he's a recognizable face, and he's not. He would be as the film is, you know, humorously saying is kind of like the antithesis, the anti Channing Tatum almost. Yes, he is kind of, he lives with his mom. He's a very stereotypical gamer kind yeah. of guy, right? Like what what the uh, boomers think gamers are. He's yeah. that guy. Um, but <laughs> hey, Channing Tatum is having a blast making jokes. And, uh, you know, there's a lot, again, a lot of the jokes are very much in at the expense of that type of, of you know, trope yep. but it's shannon tatum so he's charming he's funny he's dancing he's he does like some of the Fortnite dances <laughs> which is we got to remember shannon tatum was a dancer first yes. that's where magic mike and the the step up movie like really entered into his career yep. um and he's doing some of that stuff and it's great you know it's so funny he's actually early in the movie too he's the first character we encounter that ryan reynolds is describing the type of guy that uh the, that runs free city he is that guy and then he shows back up later in a bigger role um, but still very small one scene total. I loved it. I thought that was so funny. Um, and then the other big cameo was Chris Evans gets to just drop a, uh, is he, he says an F word or something. He, he's Pretty mad much. because they, they have the shield. We get a whole Avengers, uh, we get an Avengers spoiler. Like, uh, we get to see, uh, Ryan Reynolds character breaks out the Captain America shield and then a Hulk punch, but then he breaks out. I gotta let you say it, Matt. What's the other big, uh, throw like shout out to a property dude the star wars fanfare hits and the lightsabers ignited and i felt like i was watching the force awakens when ray grabs the saber again kind of yes um, i love that moment man i mentioned it in the sh- main show where there was kind of like a one-two punch it turns out as a one-two-three punch um yes yeah ryan Reynolds is getting beaten the guy is getting beaten down you think this is it he puts the glasses on and he activates a weapon we don't it's just we just see it from behind as a shield but then Alan Silvestri's Avengers score hits, and it's like this is funny. And then you see his cap shield, and then you and then it cuts to Chris Evans, and he's like like visibly confused, like ah, he's like two seconds, and then the Hulk smash, and then he gets a lightsaber. And I thought this is Disney 20th Century Studios flexing their IP muscle, which I um 
I pointed a finger at Space Jam recently for doing that. However, they did every single one. This was more confined, more contained. And I'm not going to lie, man. I ate it all up. That, that little moment, I thought it was great. And then the fact yeah. that it wasn't a lightsaber that took down um, Dude, as he was called. Yeah. It was this massive, it was the kind of Fortnite-esque unicorn yes. hammer, which took him out. Yep. Which, that's the, the third punch, right, is the Fortnite drop. Because yeah. you, you can't do a movie like this and not reference the one of the most popular streaming games currently in existence. Of course, man. Um, yes. Uh, that whole sequence is great. He's fighting a version of himself to uh, the dude. An unfinished version. Yes, uh, who's, I love, insert funny line here. <laughs> like, <a> catchphrase. <laughs> catchphrase here. It's so good. Um they and use got, it so well. He's got a tiny little blue shirt on his on his on his desk. Yes, it's well. tattooed on. Yeah, it's a tiny little thing. Um, oh. Yeah, that final third was was good fun. It gave me like the whole film did. You know, kind of the 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 kind of more earnest parts, the nicer parts of the Truman Show kind of vibe. Obviously, there's quite a lot the parallel of having to get across the ocean. Very similar to the end of the Truman Show as well. Um, so I got vibes from that. And like you mentioned, GTA on the main show as well. There's, mm-hmm. It was a nice nod. And some of the action was good. I think Ryan Reynolds and Jodie Comer together were good. Um, obviously, their yeah. standout action scene is when she's trying to uh, steal the videotape from underneath yeah. Antoine's nose. And um, they're both having to take out the guards. And obviously, they uh, Ryan Guy, so I keep calling him Ryan Reynolds, Guy, Gets the motorcycle. She jumps yes. on. She's facing him. They're, tw- they're spinning. And they go out the window. That's kind of the stand. Other than the final third, the final sequence, that's the standout action scene yeah. for the film. And I think, I think Jodie Comer in the action role. I think she was. I think she was good in it. I think she she worked. She felt natural in the role. I thought yeah. she was really good. I agree. I, I loved all of. Again, there's really nothing I didn't like in this movie. Uh, just a side note. I'm looking through the letterbox cast. Hugh Jackman, Dwayne Johnson, Tina Fey, and John Krasinski are all listed as cast. There was somebody who I thought looked like Hugh Jackman in this film, so uh, I, but it was I didn't think it was. I didn't catch that. I mean, obviously, these are Reynolds. Reynolds done a movie with well, did a movie with Jackman. Obviously, Wolverine Origins, yeah. which is <laughs> terrible. But they had the whole like online like comedy thing with Deadpool wanting Wolverine. So that whole thing. Um, Dwayne Johnson and, and Reynolds have had uh, interactions. I think they did a movie together, um, but they definitely have interacted online together. And then, uh, but Tina Fey and Krasinski, I'm not surprised, but I, I don't think they've really worked with Reynolds on anything, but uh, apparently they show up in some capacity in this movie. They're actually listed higher than Evans and Channing Tatum on the, the cast list on Letterboxd too. No, it's, that's news to me. So they must've been uh, Same. very well hidden. Um, yeah, but if the film didn't live and die by its cameos, the Channing Tatum one was a fun little um, nod yes. in the middle of the film. And um, yeah, I quite again, I didn't know anything about the film going in. I didn't check the watch the trailer, so I quite enjoyed watching this. For me, it was like an unraveling of realizing that oh, he wasn't a guy, wasn't an actual guy who's stuck in a video game per se. He hasn't been transported there. Um, he yeah. is, isn't real. He's an MP. He literally is an NPC. And Millie, who's Jodie Comer's character, she in the game she is a playable character. However, she is controlled by a real life person, i.e., Millie. She's called a uh, Molotov, the Molotov girl, I think, in the game. But um, so I quite like that. And when when I realised that was what was happening, I was like, okay, that's a that's a cool twist. That's a clever idea. And I like that they didn't have at the end of the film, which is why we spoke about the sequel. I'm glad they didn't do this. I'm glad he didn't go through the portal or, or as such 
and become part of the real world. I was really worried. No. That's where they were going. And because they didn't, the film stuck the landing for me. But what's better is this movie is existential. Like, who would have thought Free mm-hmm. Guy was going to have this much of an existential crisis at its core that he's an AI? I mean, it's Blade Runner, right? Like, it's yep. this idea of, like, I, you know, crying in the rain. It's this concept of... If if this is real to me, is that not what real is? If I think this is reality, isn't that reality? And it's so easy for us on the outside of it to call this, oh, this is just a game. It's dismissive. But what if what if some God stepped into our earth all of a sudden and was like, hey, by the way, this isn't the real world where I live is the real. Like, to us, this is it. This is our reality. That's all yep. that matters. And what you can take away as a lesson from this movie that's about a video game is so powerful. I was floored. I never would have thought that this would offer such a philosophical, challenging concept in a way that's relatable. And because it's Reynolds, who is inherently charming, you feel for him. And when he goes through that little depression, the funk as a result of the reality being, you know, like shattered in front of him, it's so good. He nails it. And even later, with little real Howery, when he gives the big monologue, I'm like what this is life. It's so perfect. It's, it's such the idea that living for this right now is enough, yep. whether or not there's something else afterwards, isn't the reason to be a good person now. And I mean, we need that message. It's so great. I, I that's one of the things I loved about this movie. Cause I was laughing, but when you, when you hit me there, when you bring that to, to me, I'm just like, okay, wow that's so cool it's su- such a and it's the right concept because what if like we are on the cusp of ai being there it's scary you know normally ai becomes harmful right like the yeah. like reynolds character should have turned evil and wanted to destroy us as a result you know i'll show you who's fake but no instead he he's if anything he's more loving he's more accepting of of us like you know like he doesn't hate Jodie Comer's character or Joe Keery's character who created him. He, he loves them. He, he even tells her like, Hey idiot, you've been sitting next to what you wanted and didn't realize it. And I love that part the flip that usually it's the guy who's been overlooking the, the plain Jane girl. Yep. And here it's the, the girl overlooking the quote unquote plain Jane. I mean, Joe Keery is no plain Jane. Mm, Let's be I know real. you ain't though. Yeah. But like, he's the, they flipped the old trope of a rom-com where he's like who he's been looking for has been next to him all along. She's the lead of the rom-com in this movie. And that's great. Yeah. And we get the very almost, it's gotta be intentional satirical, like rom-com moment where they're across the street from each other and they run into the road and then they kiss only to then be mirrored with little real Howery returning to the virtual world. <laughs> well, I and, love that. And guys, and I mentioned, man, little Ray Howery provided a lot of the emotional punch of the film with that mm-hmm. scene. You mentioned when he's like, this is what's real, man. I'm opposite a, uh, looking. I'm opposite a guy I love, man. And I, we're brothers mm-hmm. basically. And I'm here for you. And if this, what's real is the moment you know, I'm not yep. about the world. This is what happening right now is real, is, is real, man. And then uh, in that final sequence, when, in a very Avengers uh, Infinity War style way, uh, his character his character uh, turns into dust, becomes pixels. Uh, yes, he's like even then we're like no, they they build it up and because of the chemistry between the two and how they interact, it it feels like a moment, man. And oh, yeah. the way that the other security guards in the real world are like, 
that guy was one hell of a security guard. Yes. Like it's like, yes. yes. And then when we he comes back in the end, it is one of those fist pump moments where you're just like, yes. And it mm-hmm. is a cool little parallel with what happens with, um, with Millie and Keys. And yeah, the fact that in that finale, in that finale, we find out that, you know, you now Keys was behind it all. His, this was his way of trying to, you know, get the attention of the girl he loved. Like you say, they, so they were so close, but he, the only the best way he could get through was via this game. Uh, and I thought that was really well done as a nice, a great little um, revelation at the end. One of which yeah. also for me doesn't really help lead to a sequel unless it's going to be more about those two. And guy yeah. is going to be almost like the uh, Cupid or the guardian angel on their shoulder. Maybe in the sequel, they break up and he has to get them back together or something, but that doesn't excite me. I mean, or we get like Wreck-It Ralph too, like where guy oh. breaks the internet kind of thing. Like, Everything. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, there, there's a lot of ways it could go very wrong. I'm sure there's a script somewhere there that you could continue. I do think you'd want to lean in on the real world element a little more. Yeah, they were um, very quick to announce, or Ryan Reynolds has been very quick to say, yep, yeah, let's get a sequel going, which always worries me. Yeah, um, because it's it's done really well. It, it's, and there's some argument, I think, for uh, Scarlett Johansson's case with Black Widow. This movie didn't drop on streaming. No? It doesn't have a built-in IP like like Black Widow and the Marvel Cinematic Universe that has on average grossed quite a bit of money. And you see the box office difference. People went to see this because Reynolds, people are a big fan of Reynolds from Deadpool. Yeah. Um, but, you know, and I mean, yes, people like video games, but I don't think they're like, I don't think that's the reason people went to see this. Although there has been a, I think the best video game movies ha- have been movies that aren't built on an existing property of video games but use video game mannerisms or or like shorthand in the storytelling like this mm-hmm. jumanji the first jumanji yeah. especially not the first jumanji, the jumanji welcome to the jungle whatever yeah, yeah. the first the, the rock the re, one was yeah redo yeah um which is also alex wolf just to, that he keeps getting good, good work. um and uh there's one more though. Well, I I don't I don't like Hardcore Henry, but a lot of people raved about that game uh, movie because of the nature. Yeah. yeah, it is, but it's very game oriented, and again, it utilizes that familiarity to help tell the story. I think we've seen a much better version of video game movies in stuff like that than when we've tried to take a video game and turn it into a movie. I think that's just yeah, uh, a notable observation, and I this one to me. I would much rather rewatch this than Jumanji. And I like Jumanji. Like I'm a fan of the Jumanji movies. I think they, they really, I had no expectations of those films. Um, and I love them both, especially the first one. And then this movie, again, very low expectations. Just was, you know, as a Ryan Reynolds fan, hopeful. Um, I like Taika. I knew he was in it. I actually didn't know Joe Keery was in this until I was watching it. I had no idea about the Shannon Tatum cameo. Um, but I, I was watching this uh, smiling the whole time, laughing sometimes, uh, teared up a couple of times, not going to lie. Uh, when she d- realizes, which I think is one of her best performances too, when she's realizing that Joe Keery loves her. Yep. And it's it, you really see it like happen. like You see the moment where it clicks and her eyes get real glossy. I thought she nailed that role. And I was right there with her because like, I am a sucker for rom-coms. I love them. You certainly and, are. Uh, I, was, uh, I was on board, man. I I just, I just think this movie is so great. I think it does so many things. It makes us think. And if you're on board for that existential conversation, man, it's there and it, it's, it's used so well. I, I really think we haven't really talked about this director 
and we're not going to spend a lot of time on him, but um, Sean Levy, man, he hasn't done a lot of work yet. Uh, that's not true. He's done a lot of stuff. He's done a lot of the museum and things like that, man. Wow, I've seen more of his movies than I realized. Um, yeah. I, the only movie I've seen of his that I really didn't like is Date Night. I don't yeah. think Date Night works. Um, that does explain the Tina Fey connection, though, because he's she's in two of his movies, I think. But um, I like uh, This Is Where I Leave You a whole lot. And I, actually, I think The Internship is an underrated Vince Vaughn, Owen Wilson. Owen Wilson, that's uh, a, yeah. Buddy comedy. I think that movie got a lot of, like, it was so late in that run of, like, Owen Wilson, Vince Vaughn comedies that I think a lot of people didn't bother. I think it's got a lot of good stuff in it, and it's it's pretty solid. Um, and I like the Night at the Museum movies. I've not seen Real Steel. I've heard it's very good, though. I haven't seen that. I haven't seen it. But, um, but yeah, uh, Levy, man, I, I, I guess I like him. He's done more things I like than things I don't, although he did do the Pink Panther movie, which I don't know if that's the good one or the bad one. Is uh, this I one of the Steve Martin's good? Uh, I, yeah, depends on your point of view, I think. But, Got it. Uh, he's also directed uh, uh, seven or eight episodes of Stranger Things as well. Uh, he's done a lot oh. of TV work, so um, yeah, I think he, uh, he does a. He's fine in this role. I think he's good, and uh, yeah, I I mentioned before. I would just wish this film was was funnier. I laughed at parts of it, of course I did, but some of the quips didn't quite fit for me. I love Taika Waititi, but I didn't quite jive with him in this film. I think it's bad, but I don't. I, don't, I said before in the main, I don't. For me, it wasn't the right casting. I think it was just getting Taika for the fact that you can get Taika. I think again, he's fine, but. Something didn't quite fit for me there. Um, otherwise, though, yeah, I, I had a. I, I thought this was a. I it was a really decent film, surprisingly good film. It should be. It should just be by itself, uh, a standalone. I would have liked to see a few more laughs, but uh, I liked the messages behind it. Like you said, the unexpected ones. I like the revelation at the end. I like the fact that the ending wasn't overly schmaltzy where Ryan Reynolds guy came out of the, from being an NPC and became a human being and ruined every rule of the film was set up. I quite like that. Um, and I, and I like the kind of cyclical nature of the beginning where they kind of trying to make, where they set the world up or set up the life of the NPC and that led to a lot of humor as well. You just keep seeing the same things over and over again. There's a, and when Ryan, a uh, guy, guy is, uh, when he's realizing he needs to be the good guy to get, to level up so he can, you know, get closer to the Molotov girl to Millie. Um, there's a really, a really good scene where he, uh, <laughs> a guy's on fire and he extinguishes him, sets him out. And the guy's like, yeah, turns yeah. around, walks away and just gets shot in the face. Yes. <laughs> and just dies anyway. Little moments. Like they're the kind of thing that just made me laugh. I was like, when when he's being the good guy those kind of a lot of the laughs i came from the action form from me and from channing tatum or uh in later on about chris evans cameo and that but um no I've, i found it very entertaining uh i found it uh, it's very watchable uh rewatchable as well i'd say uh again not overly excited by a sequel but then again i wasn't overly excited by this ended up enjoying it yep that's that's the spoiler review folks i think that's all there is to say um, we ask that if you like the podcast, if you like what we're doing, if you like the things that we have to say, that you take just a few moments of your time and give us that five-star rating on whatever podcatcher you use to listen. It helps other listeners find the show, and we are so grateful for that. Um, you can follow us on social media. Uh, on Instagram, we are Bloody Awesome Movie Pod. Matt, where are we on Twitter? We are BAMP underscore podcast, B-A-M-P underscore podcast. 
And me personally, BurkeReviews.com and Burke Reviews on all the social media platforms. And follow Matt too, because it's worth checking out. Matt, where are you? Uh, just search what I watch tonight and you'll find me all across the internet and all across the socials. And that's it. From me, keep watching movies. And stay bloody awesome. <laughs>